A survivor is someone who lives through a terrible situation where others have died. That includes cancer. Cancer is the leading cause of death in the United States, and kidney disease is the ninth on the list. Every day, someone dies of one of these diseases. To survive both is, well, truly amazing. Actually, I didn't have any signs. My doctor called me and told me that uh, they needed me to come in because they uh, saw something in the test. My doctor told me that they found cancer on my transplanted kidney. That's patient advocate Lisa Givens. I'm Monica Fox, Director of Outreach and Government Relations for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois, and your host. In this episode, I'm talking with Lisa about how she's keeping busy as she awaits her second gift of life. Lisa, how'd your kidney journey begin? My journey began at the age of 22. I was actually graduating from high school and I went on to pursue my career as a hairstylist. So I went on to school and graduated and I worked in a shop for at least over five years. And during that time, I was working in a beauty shop and I discovered that my ankle, my left ankle had started swelling. So I went to the hospital and that's when I was diagnosed with end-stage renal failure. And how'd you feel when you got that first diagnosis? I was in denial. I, I didn't believe what the doctor had said because I was I was young. I was I was 23 years old. I was on my way to success. I had a career. I I had dreams. I had plans and goals. I was living right. That couldn't happen to me. I was too young. I understand that feeling. What options did they give you at that time? I really didn't have a choice because they had told me I was in end stage. So I was immediately put on dialysis and my growings in in the emergency room. So I didn't really have a, a choice at that time. So you were diagnosed and immediately put on dialysis? Yes, I was. That must have been difficult. How long were you on dialysis before getting your first transplant? I was on dialysis for over eight years, eight long years. And how did you manage within that eight years to keep your spirits up? Well, the first couple of years, it was hard. Like I said, I was in Janelle. It was a hard pill to swallow at a young age because, you know, like I said before, I was a, a hairstylist and I was making a lot of money and I was like on top of the world and all of a sudden I just hit rock bottom and I just felt like my whole world was just went down. I wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to commit suicide, but I had two sons that I knew that they needed their mom. So that's one of the reasons that I did not give up on myself. And so secondly, I had a praying grandmother that never gave up on me. And I 
was very active in my church. I grew up in a church and I sing in a choir and I'm in a lot of auxiliary. So that was my standing post right there, the church. And in that process, during that eight years time, when did you learn about transplant and get on the list to receive a kidney transplant? I didn't find out about transplant until like five years after I was on dialysis. Actually, they didn't introduce it to me because, like I said, I was young and I didn't take dialysis serious. I was skipping days. I come in when I wanted to. They probably wouldn't have felt that I was a good candidate for a kidney transplant back then because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing on dialysis. So I felt like if if, they, if I wasn't doing right on dialysis, I probably wouldn't have did right receiving the kidney and taking the medicines right. Yes, compliance is key. So what was it that changed uh, that allowed you to become compliant enough to get on the list for a transplant? Oh, that's a good question because... I've seen so many people die on the machine. I have seen so many people not come to to, to receive a treatment. You build a relationship inside of a hemodialysis unit. You build a relationship. They become your family. And the unit that I, all the units that I go to, we become family. And that's the family that I never had. I grew up in a, a very dysfunctional family that did show love and I didn't have support. I didn't have family support. I, I had to fight this battle alone, you know, and that was the hardest part because no one should have to go through this alone. Absolutely no one. But I did and I still go through it alone. It's a hard battle, but I do it because I have God in my life, and he strengthens me every day. Every day he strengthens me to keep pushing forward. It's awesome to have your faith to hold on to and that it keeps you going. I'm so happy to hear that. So you finally realized that it was important to become compliant with dialysis once you learned about transplant and knew that that would be a better way of life for you. How long did you wait after you got on the list for a transplant before you received your gift? I'm not sure, but I I know I waited. I know I was on dialysis for eight and a half years, so I can't say how long I waited, but I know the time frame back then was seven years, so I know Mm -hmm. it has changed a little bit now. So you received your gift of a transplant and you lived with that gift for 20 years. During that 20 years that you had your first kidney transplant, what did that gift allow you to do? Actually, it was 21 years. 21. Awesome. Yeah, it it, it gave me strength. Like right now, I, I don't have the strength. It gave me strength and it gave me another journey. And it gave me more opportunities to do more. It gave me life. 
again. And when you talk about doing more, give me some examples of what you did. Actually, I was able to travel. I was able to walk more without being tired. I can do more. I was able to, most importantly, go to the transplant games where people with transplants meet up every other year. And when you went to the transplant games, what did you compete in? I was swimming, track and field, bowling, climbing, just you name it, acting silly. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome that there's an opportunity for transplant recipients to come together in an active way. And that's also a reminder to maintain a, a healthy, active lifestyle. Yes, and, and, and it's, I forgot to say this, and it, it, it's a it's a good way to bring awareness to let people know that being an organ donor really saved lives, and it's another part to that. You know that that gift that you give it expands our lives, and it it lets us have these Olympiads and it's just it's amazing it's miracles you're watching miracles so after 21 years when did you start to feel like something physically wasn't right with your transplanted kidney and what prompted you to go to the doctor actually I didn't have any signs my doctor called me and told me that uh, they needed me to come in because they uh, saw something in the test. They told me that they found cancer on my transplanted kidney and they wanted to remove it. I was like, ain't nothing wrong with me. So um, there I go again with that being in denial. I told them that I wanted to get a second opinion because I wasn't feeling tired or anything. That's just like kidney disease, it catch you off guard cancer catch you off guard and that's what it did to me and the thing monica that god i am so favored by god is that the cancer it was just in that transplanted kidney it wasn't in me in my body it was in just the transplanted kidney so i went and got a second opinion and they told me that that's what they saw in 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 that picture so I asked them, do you think I should go ahead and have them to remove it or should I just try to, you know, just let it pass? And he's told me that I should go ahead and remove it so it won't spread. So when I went back to my doctors, I told them, okay, so I'm going to let you do this. So they told me, well, after you had this operation, we remove this. You're going to have to have chemotherapy and all of that. But unfortunately... It didn't touch me. I didn't have to have no type of treatment. Wow, that's wonderful. Now, let me just be clear. So you had gone for your for regular testing that you get with your transplant, and the results of that caused them to call you in because they saw something from yeah, those that's tests. That's why it's so important to keep all your doctor's appointments because anything can happen at any time. That's a very good, very good point. And how'd you feel when you learned that you were, they were going to have to remove that 
transplanted kidney, basically to save your life, right? Yeah, actually they did. But I was also, you know, I had people in my ear saying, oh, ain't nothing wrong with you. They just want your money. They just want money. And I'm not going to say any names, but yeah, people were mad at me because I had this done. I let the doctors do this, you know, but I have to live with me. I have to do what's best for me. I have to listen to my body, which I didn't feel any way at the time. I didn't, I don't feel any way. I didn't feel like nothing was wrong. And people were like, well, if you don't feel nothing, ain't nothing wrong. But actually, that's just like kidney disease. You don't know it until that the end stage, it catch you off guard. So now you are back on dialysis and you are recognized as a kidney advocate. Besides advocating for yourself, how do you advocate for others? That's a good question. The dialysis unit that I attend now, I almost got kicked out because I, I like to defend the patients that cannot speak for themselves. So you heard of this saying, be careful what you ask for, you just might get it. Actually, I always wanted to go to the dialysis unit just to see how the patients were really being treated and how they are doing in there. And I actually got a chance to go in there, but actually I'm a patient again. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I didn't expect that, but that's another topic. I don't want to go into that. But I stand up for patients, Monica. I, if I see something that's not being right with the patient, I am that person. I am that voice. And I will speak up. That's great. And aside from dialysis treatment, what do you do to stay healthy? I, uh, I, I attend some classes at the YMCA. I attend yoga class. I swim. I try to walk every other day. Every The days that I don't do dialysis, I walk. That's good. You keep yourself healthy and active. You also do a lot of volunteer work. Tell me why. I like to give back. You know, donors, they give. I like to, to give my service. My uh, pastor always taught me to do all the good that you can because the time is going to come when you want to and you can't. So while I can, I like to help people. I like to give back. And that's why I volunteer. I like to, I want to give back. And after you get your next transplant, what's the first thing you want to do when you're cleared for normal activities? I am going to sign up for the transplant games. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. And I know that's going to happen. Yes. Why should people register to be organ donors, Lisa? Because why take your organs to heaven or hell with you? <laughs> because God knows we need them organs down here where we at right now and there's so many people actually young people dying and I know they're not organ donors 
But as parents, you know, we need to talk to our children about organ donation because it, it do save lives. And it's so important to be an organ donor. Say yes to organ donation. And what can people do if they'd like to be tested to be your donor? If you would like to be tested to be my donor, you must be healthy and you must be young. <laughs> I, I want to live, y'all. I want to live. I don't want to die. And I want a nice, healthy kidney. You have to be tested. I am a B positive. And if you want to be tested, you can contact Monica and Monica to contact me. Or you can contact Rush University Hospital Transplant Team and they will start the process for you. And I will be so very grateful because Dallas is, is up, but it also saves lives also. Thank you, Lisa. Do you want to be a hero? Consider donating a kidney to someone waiting. For more information about Living Donation, visit our website at www.nkfi.org. I'm Monica Fox, and this is The Journey Continues. Prevention's a key part of our mission at the Kidney Foundation. That's why at the end of each episode, Dr. Melissa Prest offers a health tip. Here's today's nutrition tip about vitamin D. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, meaning it's stored in fat in the body. You may have heard vitamin D called the sunshine vitamin because we can get it from exposure to the sun. But we can also get vitamin D from the foods that we eat. The best sources of vitamin D are fatty fish like salmon and tuna and foods fortified with vitamin D like milk. Vitamin D is also present in small amounts in beef liver, cheese, egg yolks, and mushrooms. Vitamin D plays many roles in the body, including promoting calcium absorption in the gut and maintaining enough blood calcium and phosphate concentrations to allow for normal bone development. Without enough vitamin D, bones may become thin, brittle, and misshaped. Calcium plus vitamin D helps to protect, protect older adults from osteoporosis, which is a disease that causes bones to become weak and brittle, making them easy to break. Many people are at risk for vitamin D deficiency, including people living with chronic kidney disease. This is because your kidneys play an important role in how your body activates vitamin D from sun exposure and the foods we eat. If your kidneys are not healthy, then you may have low levels of vitamin D in your blood. It's important to have your vitamin D levels checked by your healthcare provider and be treated if they are low. With today's nutrition tip, I'm Melissa Prest, a registered dietitian nutritionist and the foundation dietitian for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois. The Journey Continues is brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and sponsored by Donate Life Illinois. To learn more about kidney disease and living donation, visit www.nkfi.org. To register to become an eye, tissue, and organ donor, visit lifegoeson.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to and leave a review for The Journey Continues in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is produced by Rivet. 
To hear more great podcasts, visit rivet360.com.